Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay, where we look at the world of international football, now two times a week on Mondays and Thursdays. And in case you didn't hear, yes, we have changed our schedule. We're now doing it on Mondays and Thursdays. Hope you'll still tune in and get the latest on international football. Before we go to the European and around the world leagues, I want to touch on men's college soccer here in the United States. The NCAA Division I finals have been completed. What a display of soccer was put on at uh, Cary, North Carolina, as they had the semifinals and final there. Semifinals were played in some driving rain on Friday and Saturday, or rather uh, Thursday and Friday, as uh, Stanford de- uh, defeated Georgetown 2 nothing, and then Virginia uh, defeated Wake Forest 2-1. to I was rather Georgetown beat Stanford 2 to nothing. So we had a final of Georgetown and um, Virginia in the finals that was played on Sunday. Now, the distance between those two universities is only 112 miles. It's about a three-and-a-half, four-hour drive. So this is kind of a rivalry that we've got going into the finals of the NCAA Division I men's finals in soccer. Well, the game did not disappoint. There was a lot of scoring. There was a lot of good passing, a lot of open field play during the game. And at the end of 90 minutes, it was at 3-3. So they went into overtime, and in overtime, neither team could get uh, the ball in the net. There were some opportunities, but again, neither team could could really uh, generate anything. The goaltenders were very good, and it went into penalty kicks. And even the penalty kick round was exciting to watch because after the uh, five rounds that are usually uh, the standard four penalty kicks, the teams were still deadlocked. So it went on to extra kickers, and finally, uh, Virginia missed the penalty kick uh, at the uh, at the uh, let's see, it would be the eighth round, and so. Uh, the uh, Georgetown goaltender stopped the shot, and Georgetown went on to win in penalty kicks 7-6 to six in the finals. So Georgetown is the new champion of the men's uh, NCAA Division I soccer championship. Congratulations to both teams on a great tournament, and uh, there was some great uh, future talent on display during that tournament. Okay, let's move on now to the European leagues as we check and see what happened over the weekend. On, um, on Saturday in the EPL, it was Liverpool shutting out Watford 2-0, and this was a game that people were watching to see how many goals Liverpool was going to rack up because they were playing at home, and of course Watford, as you know, has gone through some coaching uh, changes and some coaching controversies, and they're not really a, a stable franchise at the moment. But uh, they came out and played very, very hard, played very, very well at Liverpool. But Liverpool came away with a 2-0 win in that game. Burnley defeated Newcastle 1-0 at Burnley. And then the shocker of the weekend. And this really got Frank Lampard, the coach of Chelsea, uh, kind of by the, kind of caught him on the blind side. Uh, Burnmouth came into Chelsea. That's right. Burnmouth was playing at Chelsea. Burnmouth currently 14th in the EPL. Burnmouth comes away with a 1-0 win over Chelsea. Now, you'll remember Chelsea lost the other day uh, in a match, and uh, Frank Lampard right now has got to be scratching his head and thinking, what, what have I got to do? So I'm sure that uh, tomorrow morning uh, Chelsea players are going to report to practice, and Frank Lampard's going to have a great game plan laid out, and they're going to start you know, looking at each other and say, okay, what have we got to do to right this ship? Because right now they've uh, had a couple of embarrassing losses, and uh, they, need to, uh, they need to get it right. 
of course, that uh, for, it all started with that loss to Everton, and now uh, Burnmouth comes in to Chelsea and wins 1-0. Wow. Looking at all the other scores from the EPL, the Leicester City Foxes were at home. They hosted Norwich, and that game ended 1-1. Sheffield United shutting out Aston Villa 2-0 at Sheffield. And Southampton was home, but they couldn't generate any offense. West Ham came in there and defeated them 1-0. On Sunday, Man U and Everton met at Man U. This was quite an anticipated matchup, and uh, Everton played hard. Everton played well. Man U was back on their heels at times, and Everton comes away with a point. They drew 1-1. Wolverhampton at home, losing to Tottenham and Jose Mourinho 2-1, and Arsenal taking a bad butt beating at, uh, at, the, uh, at their stadium. Man City coming in there and getting a 3-0 win. Now, we're going to talk about that game in a few minutes because the 3-0 score kind of came about in a rather odd way. So we'll get to that in a few minutes. So right now in the EPL, the way the top five look, it's Liverpool with 49 points. Leicester City is in second place with 39 points. So there's a 10-point spread there. Man City's at 35. Chelsea's at 29. And Man U is at 25 points. Now looking at the Scottish uh, Premier League, Aberdeen at home on Saturday, shut out Hamilton 1-0. It was Hearts at home, and they got beat by St. Johnstone. Yes, the boys from Perth came over to Hearts, and apparently had some determination in their mind. And they played a hard game, kept Hearts at bay, kept Hearts on their heels. St. Johnstone comes away with a 1-0 win. St. Johnstone, as you know, is at the bottom of the SPL. They're one of the oldest franchises in the Scottish Premier League. And let's see if they can keep this uh, win streak going. Ross County at home, shut out Kilmarnock 1-0. St. Mirren and Livingston decided to leave the defenses at home. They played to a 3-3 draw. Then on Sunday, the two top teams got to play in action as Motherwell hosted Rangers, Rangers 2-0 winners. Celtic, same score, but they were at home against Hibs, and Celtic wins 2-0. So at the SPL right now, Celtic and Rangers are at 40 and 38 points. Motherwell at 31, Aberdeen now at 32 points, so they have hopped over Motherwell in the third place. Kilmarnock still at fifth place at 23. Now looking at Ligue 1 from France, on Friday, Lille defeated Montpellier 2-1 at Lille. Then on Saturday, it was Metz and Marseille playing to a 1-1 draw. Nimes and Nantes played at Nimes. Nantes coming away with a 1-0 win there. Angers was home to Monaco. And Monaco played hard, but Angers had good defense that day. Fans were behind them. Monaco comes away with a 0-0 draw, but at least they get a point on the road, always important. Toulouse at home, hosting Reims, and Reims comes in there and takes a 1-0 win. Dijon goes over to Amiens, and Amiens played tough defense, but Dijon could only muster a goal, so it was a 1-1 draw there. Brest at home against Nice, and the two teams played to a 0-0 draw. Then on Sunday, Bordeaux was hosting Strasbourg, 1-0, the final score there. Uh, Strasbourg taking a win on the road. Rennes going on the road to Lyon, and they win 1-0. And then PSG on the road had no problem with Saint-Entienne as PSG comes away with a 4-0 win. Friday in the Bundesliga, Hoffenheim hosting Augsburg, and Augsburg brought their A game. Augsburg comes away with a 4-2 win there. On Saturday... Bayern Munich at home. Wow. The fans must have been choked up or choked up or something because the Bayern Munich offense went nuts. 6-1, the final over Werder Bremen. 
Hertha Berlin, and Jurgen Klinsmann get their, his first points as the coach of Hertha. Hertha Berlin at home wins 1-0 over Freiburg. Köln at home against Bayer Leverkusen. Köln comes away with a 2-0 win. Borussia Dortmund goes into Mainz. 4-0 win there for Borussia. And Dusseldorf at home lets Leipzig run all over them. Leipzig comes away with a 3-0 win. And then on Sunday, Borussia Mönchengladbach on the road gets stopped by Wolfsburg 2-1. And Schalke at home shuts out Eintracht Frankfurt coming in to visit. Schalke 1, Eintracht Frankfurt 0. So at this point, we have Leipzig. At the top, 33 points. Then uh, Mönchengladbach at 31. Borussia Dortmund at 29. Schalke at 28. And Freiburg at 25. Taking a look now at La Liga down there in Spain. On Friday, Deportiva Alaves playing Leganes, or Leganes that is. And Leganes on the road was able to come away with a point with a 1-1 draw there at Deportiva Alaves. On Saturday, Granada was hosting Levante. Levante comes away with a 2-1 win on the road. Real Sociedad hosting Barcelona. And Barcelona goes into Real Sociedad and runs into a defensive wall. However, there was some goal scoring going on. The people at Real Sociedad really uh, behind their team. Barcelona escapes with a point and a 2-2 draw. Athletic Club hosting Ibar. That was a 0-0 draw. Atletico Madrid at home at the Bernab- or Atletico Madrid, rather beating Osasuna 2-0 at home. And then on Sunday, Hetafe there in Madrid hosted Real Valladolid. Real Valladolid couldn't get anything going. Hetafe tough at home. Hetafe comes away with a 2-0 win. Celta de Vigo at home against Mallorca. And the defenses kind of stayed home, so it was a 2-2 draw. Same score for Espanyol in Barcelona against Real Betis. 2-2 draw there. Villarreal goes into Sevilla, and what is a shocker, too? Villarreal brought their game. Sevilla just couldn't get it together. Villarreal comes out with a 2-1 win on the road at Sevilla. And Real Madrid on the road to Valencia. This was quite a game because Valencia was up 1-0 going into injury time. And at the 95th minute, yes, it was actually the last kick of the ball before the final whistle blew, Benzema gets a goal for... um, for Real Madrid, and Real Madrid skates out of there with a 1-1 draw, so they get a point, but it was 95th minute when Benzema saved the day. As a matter of fact, on the goal, it was Courtois, the goaltender for Real Madrid, who ran down the field on a corner kick, and he was the one that got his head on the ball because he's so tall and was able to flip it over to Benzema, who was able to bury the shot, and then the game ended. So quite dramatic there at Valencia. Real Madrid comes away with a 1-1 draw. Valencia, people were all hoping for a big upset there. So looking at the standings now, you've got Barcelona and Real Madrid at 35 points apiece, Sevilla at 31, Real Sociedad at 28, and then Hatafi has jumped over Real Sociedad, so they're now in fourth place behind Sevilla with 30 points. And don't forget the Real Madrid-Barcelona Classic is coming up on the 18th. That'll be played at Camp Nou there in Barcelona, so the whole... uh, Practically the whole soccer world will come to a stop when that game is played. Looking now at Serie A on Saturday, Brescia shut out Lecce 3-0 at Brescia. It was Napoli taking a loss at home, which is kind of rare. Parma came in there and left with a 2-1 win. Genoa was at home against Sampdoria. Sampdoria comes in there and steals a 1-0 win. 
Then on Sunday, again, Verona and Torino left the defenses at home. They ended in a 3-3 draw. It was Atalanta going to Bologna. Bologna stood tall at home, winning 2-1. Juventus at home, no problem with Unanese. Juventus winning 3-1. AC Milan and Sassuolo at Milan drew 0-0. Sort of a moral victory for Sassuolo. They escaped with a point there. Roma was at home against SPAL. Played their usual tough game. Of course, Roma at home is very tough indeed. Roma wins 3-1. And then Fiorentina ties Inter at Fiorentina 1-1. And on Monday in Serie A, it's going to be Cagliari versus Lazio. So now in Serie A, you've got Inter and Juventus tied at the top at 39. Lazio currently at 33, but they had that game tomorrow. Cagliari, of course, is their opponent tomorrow and is right behind them. And then Roma sits right now at 32 points, but it'll depend on where the uh, what the result is of Cagliari and Lazio to see where Roma ends up in standings for this week. So we've got some good races going on in and around Europe as far as these leagues are concerned. Uh, as I told you, Barcelona and Real Madrid are tied at 35 in La Liga. You've got Inter and Juventus tied at 39 in Serie A. You've got uh, Munch and Gladbach and Leipzig going back and forth at the top of the Bundesliga, and Dortmund is right there behind those two. Uh, PSG is ahead of Marseille by about five points over there in League 1, and PSG is uh, dominating that league right now. But, you know, the real runaway at this point is in the EPL with Liverpool. And I forgot to mention about the SPL standings. Uh, Celtic and Ranger are still at the top, uh, both having excellent seasons as usual, uh, both winning over the weekend. So that helped their uh, situation as far as going forward in the league. And uh, we're reaching that midway point of all the seasons, so we'll see how it all uh, ends up as the league goes on and we head toward uh, April and May. Taking a look now at some news that's going on around the leagues, Real Madrid is looking hard at Ferran Torres. Now, many of you may not have heard of him because he plays in Valencia, and Valencia does not get the publicity or the press that uh, usually these other teams get. But this kid is 19 years old. He came out of the Valencia Academy, and he has been making some real eyebrows raise. Um, in four goals, three assists, and 20 appearances, and he played the full 90 minutes against Real Madrid this past weekend. And now after seeing him play, apparently Real Madrid has got him high on their list. Uh, Man U, Liverpool, Juventus, among several teams, who want to sign this kid, and apparently his contract is up at the end of the year, so he's out of the January transfer window. However, that summer transfer window is looking very, very promising. Again, this is Ferran Torres. He's 19 years old. He's a Spaniard, and he came out of the Valencia Academy, currently with Valencia, and uh, making a, a real name for himself in La Liga. Now, talking about that Arsenal game over the weekend, they lost 3 to nothing. I told you about. Uh, Siad Kolnicenic, who is the uh, Croatian that plays for uh, Arsenal, he went down with an ankle injury just before halftime, about two or three minutes before the halftime whistle was going to blow. Arsenal was already down 2 nothing at that point to Man City. And Kolnicenic apparently didn't sit on the ground long enough to maybe you know delay the time so that his replacement could get warmed up. He apparently uh, limped off the field in a rather quick uh, fashion, and his replacement, uh, Bukayo Saka, had to take off like two layers of clothes because it was so cold at Arsenal. And so he didn't have a chance to warm up really well. And so the main time, the referee lets the game go on. 
So what? Arsenal's down to 10 men. Man City's on the field, and they've got the ball, and all of a sudden they just run it down the field. And, of course, Kevin De Bruyne, who is that Belgian midfielder, and he is just he's just a great player. Kevin De Bruyne buries a shot past German keeper Bernd Leno, and now you've got Man City up 3-0 before the halftime. And Arsenal's sitting there scratching their head going like, oh, no, we got a problem here. Well, Arsenal couldn't recover and did lose the game 3-0. But the coach of the uh, coach of Arsenal is saying that you know what, Konasinek uh, should have sat on the field a little bit longer and let the, his replacement get the clothes off before uh, before getting up and showing that he could basically walk off the field. So a little bit of controversy there behind the scenes, maybe in the Arsenal locker room. We'll see how it all plays out. But uh, hopefully Konasinek isn't hurt that bad. He's a good player, and Arsenal can use him. So hopefully the ankle injury is minor and can be worked on in quick order. Uh, Chelsea on, um, on over the weekend when they lost to Bournemouth, Chelsea did not have Loftus Cheek, and they also were out uh, of Fikayo Tomori. And these are two very very important players to the Gel- uh, Chelsea scheme of things, and they were not available. And so that's probably why Bournemouth was able to do what they did and come away with that one nothing win at Stamford Bridge. So hopefully those two players can get healed back up, and Frank Lampard can figure out what's going on with Chelsea and get them back in the right direction. Of course, you remember Chelsea lost to Everton. The fans at Chelsea are still smarting over that one. And now with Burnmouth coming in there and taking a, a win, that uh, that's not going to go over very well with the faithful, trust me. Uh, now, Chelsea defender Marcos Alonso, uh, <laughs> he's being rumored to possibly go to Inter Milan. Uh, apparently, Inter has got him high on their list. They're checking him out, and uh, he may go possibly in the January window. That hasn't been uh, stated yet, but definitely he is on Inter's uh, high, uh, high, high list radar, and so they may try to get him to come down to Inter here in the next months or so. That would really be a blow to Chelsea's back line because uh, Marcus Alonso is a good player. He's heady, and he's very tough, and he knows what to do with the ball when he gets it. So let's hope that Loftus-Cheek and Ficayo Tamori are uh, not seriously injured and can come back for Chelsea to hopefully help them right their ship as they try to go on and uh, make things better. Okay, now here's the news you've all been waiting for. I'm sure you've been sitting on the edges of your seat about this. We've got the UEFA Champions League draw coming up, and that's at 6 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. Um, it's going to be on YouTube. It's at UEFA headquarters in Lyon, Switzerland. Um, these are the games that are going to be played in February and March. Now, those dates in February for UEFA Champions League next round. This is the round of 16. Those dates are February 18th and 19th, and then the return leg is going to be the 25th and 26th. Then the March dates are going to be March 10th and 11th, and the return date will be 17th and 18th. So that's at 6 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow morning, UEFA Champions League draw. This is exciting stuff. You're going to find some really good matchups come out of this draw. It's always fun to watch because you're going to get now teams like PSG and Barcelona playing. You know, that's just an example. But that's what, what can happen in this draw. Of course, we still got some uh, games coming up in March to determine those four uh, basically wild card entrants. And then they will be paired into the groups where they need them need to put them. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out because you never know. You might get Real Madrid-Barcelona playing uh, in this round. Hopefully that will wait till a later round. But 
it's very possible you could get Real Madrid, Barcelona. You could get Sevilla against PSG. I mean, the, the, the matchups are just mind-boggling. And the talent, of course, is just incredible. So really uh, fun to watch. UEFA Champions League draw tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Eastern. That's from Neon, Switzerland. So we'll see how that all plays out. Now, in the meantime, also going on over in the country of Qatar, or as some people pronounce it, Qatar, but it actually should be pronounced Qatar. Uh, in the capital of Doha, we've got the World Cup of um, Club Football going on. Uh, we've got the teams from uh, Brazil, or team, a team from Brazil, Flamengo, which of course you've heard of. They're just amazing. Liverpool from England, Al Hilal from Saudi Arabia, Esperance de Tunis is from Tunis, Monterrey is from the uh, Mexican League, and then you've got Hiangahe Sport from New Caledonia. Now, back on uh, December the 11th, we've also got, excuse me, we've also got a home, uh, the uh, host team, Al Saad, and they're from Qatar. Back on December the 11th, Al Saad uh, played against Hangani Sport. Game went into extra time, and uh, Al Saad came out on top 3-1 to one over Hangani Sport from New Caledonia. Now, on December the 14th, Monterrey played Al Saad from Qatar. Monterrey won 3-2, to two, and Al Hilal from... Um, Saudi Arabia, they uh, played ES Tunis or Esperance du Tunis from Tunis, Africa. Al Hilal winning that game 1 0. Now we've got two games coming up on December the 17th, Tuesday. It's Al Saad, the team from Qatar, that's going to play the team from Tunis. That's going to be at um, 9 30 a.m. Eastern Time. And then Flamenco from Brazil is going to play Al Hilal from Saudi Arabia at 12 30 Eastern Time. Both those games on Fox Sports 2. On Wednesday, December the 18th, Monterrey from Mexico is going to play Liverpool. That's going to be at 12.30 Eastern time on Fox Sports 2. These games are live. You want to see some uh, some really good football action? Uh, check it out because these teams are good. That's why they're the club champions from their different leagues, and that's why they're being focused and shown on the um, World Cup um, for uh, league uh, league soccer, so again, that's being done in Qatar because Qatar or Qatar is going to host the World Cup, and uh, this is the beginning of the preliminary uh, type of uh, situation to get the country kind of into the groove of uh, hosting these big tournaments. Uh, Qatar, as you know, is building about four stadiums to host the World Cup. Uh, a lot of construction going on over there, and so the only these games are being played in those stadiums. And uh, again, Flamengo is going to play in in this uh, tournament, along with Monterrey from Mexico. Of course, you know, Monterrey is going to play America coming up uh, after Christmas for the championship of the Mexican League. So after they finish with this, Monterrey is going to have to jump on a plane and fly all the way back to Mexico. And uh, they're going to host that first game in that tournament. That's the day after Christmas. Uh, They're in Monterrey. And then that following Sunday, Monterrey and America will play down at Azteca in Mexico City for the championship of the Mexican League. So Monterey is going to be some tired uh, soccer players uh, after this is all said and done. But, uh, hey, this is what they get paid for, so uh, that's the way it is. Okay, very good. That's a look now at uh, international soccer, some of the news, some of the tournaments going on, and, of course, some of the league action. Some great stuff going on. We will keep you posted, of course. Our next episode will be on Thursday, so hope to have you here with us as we give you a rundown of what went on during the week, and then we'll give you a preview of what goes on uh, during the uh, next weekend. 
Don't forget that uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona play on Wednesday. That will be a great game, and practically the whole world comes to a stop when that happens because everybody likes to watch those two teams play. They will be at Camp Nou in Barcelona. Apparently, things have kind of quieted down on the uh, politically unrest front. Uh, so apparently, they have deemed it safe to play the game. We shall see how it goes. Again, Real Madrid, Barcelona this Wednesday in El Clasico. Very good. Uh, Lauren McClay is the producer of Kicks and Dribbles. John Dang handles the sound. DC McClay uh, has always got uh, contributions and new ideas to throw over this way. And I'm Dan McClay. So nice to have you along. And please, don't let your life have too many yellow cards. <laughs>